popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast, brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com. I'm former player and current Debbie analyst Jesse Preston, and I'm joined tonight by the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey, and his younger brother, fellow Fantasy Guides contributor and local Denver comedian, Casey Rippey. Recording this on Monday night, August 14th, and tonight we're going to talk about the Fantasy Football Expo that Stephen got to go to, and then we're going to give you some preseason takeaways. So yeah, Fantasy Football Expo, three-day blur uh over in canton ohio it was awesome um biggest part about it that i enjoyed the most was meeting uh aj and andrew who you guys know that that work for fantasy guides and got to actually meet them in person so i can confirm they are real you know (laughs) they're not just the the people that we talked to on the check text chain but they have faces and families and no they were they were really cool um i didn't ask them casey if i snored at Mm. night but if I did, they didn't say anything. So, wow, yeah. Either hats off to them, or I'm really upset that you cured yourself for this weekend versus last. <laughs> I have no way of knowing because they didn't say anything, and I definitely didn't wake myself up. Um, that's what I, that's I, what I, happens when you're the boss, though. I mean, yeah, I, I think they are both too too scared to bring up the fact that you were just could be making the room shake the whole time. Could be. I will say uh, I can still throw down and and stay up late. Both of them had to tap out both nights much earlier than I did. Really? Uh, oh yeah. I man, because you're you're the you're the old man of this group. So I did not expect that. I'm proud of you, bud. Well, as Andrew had said at one point, he was talking to somebody. He said, "Well, st- that's because Steve's an alcoholic." And, you know, he's, <laughs> he could be right. No, but when, when, like, there's so many people in the industry there, and people like that I look up to that I've been listening to for years and you like actually get to meet them in person. And for me, it's just, I, I said this last year, but it feels like, like Christmas morning, you know, yeah. you just, all it is is all these people that are into the exact same thing you are into. And you could just talk fantasy with somebody for half an hour. And then you move on to the next person. You talk with them about either fantasy or their business or their podcast or whatever for like half an hour. So it's, you're just kind of on a high the whole time. So Normally, I, I would have fallen asleep much sooner, but I was just having too good of a time. Um, I will say, though, when I got back, Andrew was sleeping between the two beds because it was we we shared a room and he did like what my kids do. He built like a little fort <laughs> between the beds <laughs> and he was sleeping there. And I said to him, I was like, dude, you can like you can share a bed with me or you can share with AJ. Like, we don't have to do this. He's like, no, I like it. I want to sleep on the floor. So I don't know how he <laughs> yeah, did that. But. Yeah. Steven, Steven definitely didn't snore then. That's for sure. I, there's no. no way he snored with him deciding to sleep on the floor. No case. He was on the floor before I even laid down in bed. Like, he, oh, okay. I think what he did is he assigned a bed for me <laughs> and then AJ and them were debating. And I don't know how that got decided. I don't know if they drew straws, but, but, uh, yeah, Andrew slept on the floor. Well, so. I remember the last time I stayed with you over there, I also slept on the floor. <laughs> yes, you did. But it was uh, under the vanity between the bathroom and the regular room because it was so <laughs> loud. You did you you actually went down and tried to get uh, another room that night, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I asked what the price would be. It was three in the morning. I was like, what would be the price to sleep from now until, you know, checkout time in another room and he's like full price it's actually more than what steven had paid earlier <laughs> you guys could make you know you could have made a hundred bucks on me yeah right chose not to um no so that was a lot of fun uh, <laughs> the highlights from it were meeting you know people like jj zacharis and rich rebar uh nate mcfarland ian harditz um lawrence jackson case you met him last year from nbc sports edge uh tons of other ones that were there uh just so much fun talking to those guys um that friday night case if you remember the friday night last year that was fun until like complete monsoon mm. like like what you remember that scene in jurassic park when the t-rex breaks free mm-hmm. like that kind of rain just <laughs> and and there was a lightning i don't know how close it was but it was within it had to have been within 50 yards because it was the, the flash and the sound and the sound was like ear shattering were the exact same time. Simultaneous. So, 
yeah, simultaneous. So I actually think that's impossible, but okay. I mean, close, <laughs> very close in timing. So no, that was a lot of fun. Um, next morning did the hall of fame thing case went, check that out. Um, and then any we did new, a fa- any new huh? changes, any new updates that were worth mentioning or was it basically the same thing? Well, they added more busts, you know, for, oh, okay. for this year's uh, class. So I guess that would be different, but no, pretty much the same. Um, Next, after that, we did the, I did a fantasy draft with some people in the industry and that was a lot of fun. And I was able to get like people that keep telling me, I keep doing these mock drafts for followers. Um, and I keep saying late second round to target Tony Pollard and everyone's like BS bullshit. He, he doesn't go that far. You know, this is an unrealistic draft. I got him at pick 23 in a, it, and this is a league that you only start two wide receivers. Now you do start two flex, but Running backs were going early, like like I think Saquon Barkley went like fifth overall. So they were going a little bit earlier, but Tony still fell to pick 23. So was able to get him. So I was really happy with my draft. I, I was a little light on wide receiver, but overall loved my draft. But the biggest highlight of the whole thing was, Case, do you remember the All-22 team last year? Yeah. Those guys? Yep. Um, so they were in the flag football tournament, and it worked out perfect because I was like hoping – I would find somebody that needed people and they only had three guys. So there was three of us. They're like, Oh yeah, totally join our flag team. And we got to play against Des Bryant, who was there. Uh, there, they had a team. He's got a new company. Um, and they, uh, I'm not going to bury the lead, but they, they, uh, they won the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> <Des's> team. But, <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's it's two to uh loss elimination we were the only team that beat them Ooh. oh wow now, hold on real quick was des playing quarterback or wide receiver when you beat them i think well he was playing quarterback but i think that was probably you know to kind of help all of us out a little well, bit yeah obviously but i'll <laughs> tell you what case like one of the uh, the guys that were on his team that were not des they were handpicked. There was <laughs> like like one guy. Uh, Andrew asked, "How did you? Um, how do you know Des?" He goes, "I played with him at Oklahoma, or mm, Oklahoma no. State." Yeah, and it was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> this is there what's going is. on here. He's going to be good." Yeah, yeah. So no, but Des, I don't know if you saw Jesse. I put some stories up with him throwing the ball, and he was dropping dimes as a quarter as a left-handed quarterback. Who knew really? that he was left-handed? I did yeah. not. No. Yeah, no, but he was awesome. He the first thing like you could tell when he showed up, he's like doing the X and he's running down the field like high. I think he high fived every single person, and there was like <laughs> a couple hundred people in that dome. So uh, the only thing I was ba- I was bummed about is I didn't get like a picture with him. He was just taking pictures with so many people, and it was like hard to insert yourself in it, you know, to try to like, hey, can I get a picture? Uh, so I, I kind of I, I should have pushed harder for it, but. That was my only like regret is I would have loved to have gotten a picture with him. Well, I, I regret that you didn't ask him how I could get a little more rasp in my podcasting voice. You know, if it's like, does he like smoke a pack a day to get that raspy voice? I don't know. He's got that like deep raspy voice, you know, that's what you should have. He just, him. yeah, I, I guess I never, I didn't notice that so much. I, all I can say is you can see it on the field when he was a player, but high energy. High energy, you know, a very, very high energy guy. But it was it was fun. Like while you're playing against him, like he's high fiving, like, you know, the people that he's playing against. He was he was just there for it. He was there for a good time. So nice. That was that was I did have one horrific drop mm. playing flag. football. I haven't played flag football in a minute, Jesse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not like we got there and warmed up for, you know, me. What time did I show up for the podcast? Like two seconds ago, you guys have been on for, (laughs) so I got there. I think that was, I I might've had the ball thrown to me one time before that we started the game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I did have a bad drop in the game we won. So it it didn't really matter. But anyway, the, the, the other funny thing was (laughs) funny, not funny. I think flag football is probably the worst event. I get we're there for, for fantasy football and we all like football, but probably the worst event for 30 and 40 somethings to be playing <laughs> who haven't been doing a lot, you know, oh, you like I can't see so a... sore right now. I'm actually okay. Cause I, I do a lot of running. I'm okay. a little bit sore, but I mean, not even the soreness, but people were dropping like flies. Like there was, I saw like at least four people grab their hamstring or their quad at different and then limp off the field. Right. So oh, yeah. 
there was a there was a guy from Show, Trophy Smack that I think he either hurt his knee or his hamstring, and he was barely walking the next day. So mm. probably probably one of the worst events you could do. Uh, it's kind of like softball when people haven't played softball in a while and they run that first that first hit to first base. It seems like all of them pull something. Um, saw a lot of that. Yeah, so. I I know the boys were when we thought that we were going to have Jacob. AJ, Andrew, K, all of us. He was like, we got to have a, a a flag football team. And in my mind, I was going, I'm going to be the quarterback because there's no way I'm sprinting <laughs> around that field. I'm going to blow yeah. something up for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. But you guys, you, sh- you should have came. You would have got to, you know, play against Des. It would have been fun. But maybe next year. Maybe next year. All right. Well, that's that's all I got from that. That was all the bullets? That was it. I, I, wow, tried, to go, wow. I tried to go fast. Oh, man. You give me so much crap for taking too long, so you know I I, I flew through it. And you weren't you, you didn't were you weren't at the club having to scream at Faraz this time because your voice sounds better. <laughs> no, at the places we went, it wasn't as as uh, loud this time. Mm-hmm. Um, I did meet up with uh, an old uh, rep that I used to work with in Cleveland on the last night. I got back today, but on the last night, and case because our wives make sure we have everything planned out months in advance before like doing a trip, you know, mm, this is accurate. I, feel, I feel like I lean against that. I didn't, I didn't even book a hotel for Sunday night. Cause I wasn't sure if I wanted to stay in Canton or Cleveland by the airport. I went and met up with this uh, rep of mine. We had dinner, had a good time in Akron. And I just at, after dinner, like as I'm finishing up dinner, I looked for a hotel at like 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> I looked for a hotel near the airport in Cleveland and, uh, and I, and I found one and mm. you know what? I, it just, just goes to show you everything works out. <laughs> just li- live in the single guy dream. Just it, the, the idea that you can actually just, you know, book something the minute you need it and it's there. Wow. No, grant, granted, I wouldn't do that if like my kids were with me, right. <laughs> you know, if my family was <laughs> with me, but like, you know, it was an adventure. It was, it was kind of fun. Now, when, before you were leaving, how many questions did you get about where you were staying when your flights were coming in? Um, did you have everything booked accurately? Did you get any no, of those questions? No, I didn't get those. Oh, wow. I get those no, you know what? all I think, the time. I think Jamie was like, you know, he's 42 years old. If he can't figure <laughs> out how to like get on and off an airplane and book a hotel. Uh, so 42 is the age that I have to look forward to. Yeah, maybe. Just a couple more Someday, years. Casey. Some, someday you'll be there, buddy. <laughs> All right, Stephen. How about preseason stuff? I, I got to be honest. I, it's been a little bit of a whirlwind over here. I ended up getting a a new teaching job at Columbine High School, one of the most famous, infamous schools in all of America. So uh, it's been a very, very interesting, cool, fun, exciting week for me. But I got no idea what happened in preseason football. So can you give me some give me some guys that stood out or things to know? What What do we got? What's What's going on with the news? I've been unplugged. Well, first off, congratulations. That's that's a prestigious school and good for you, man. That's Thanks. awesome. Thanks, man. I, I, I just hope they don't ask more of you because, you know, <laughs> I need, I still need you. Pro- I don't need to hear like, oh, I can't produce the podcast anymore because that's going to be devastating to me. No, no, I got you. I got you. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, okay. So I did a post this morning. I'll just read off of that quick. Um, DJ Moore, one catch, 62 yards and a touchdown. And I was joking with uh, the guys on the text chain today that I think Jacob likes him even less now. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's so down on DJ Moore and Justin Fields. Um, I'm not that high on, on Moore, but I, but I have to say I'm getting a little more okay with him. The more training camp and preseason go on, because I think this might not be a very high volume passing game, but I do think they're going to, he's going to be a 30% target share wide receiver similar to like AJ Brown didn't get a ton of targets last year, but he was really efficient with them. I think we could see to a lesser extent, some of that with DJ Moore. So I'm definitely warming up to him. I like it. Did you, did you see that play Jesse? No, I didn't. Like I said, man, I, I, nothing. The only thing I saw a post something about um, that. Justin Fields was like six for seven passing and like, he looked really good. No, he wasn't. No, he was, no three he, was, three. he was three of three and like two of the two of the passes were like pretty much behind the line of scrimmage. It was like to, a screen pass to 
DJ Moore that went for 62 yards and a touchdown, and then a screen pass to Khalil Herbert that went for 53 yards and a touchdown. Oh, see, I was imagining 62 yards in the air, but it was like no, no yards in no. the air, huh? No, no. Yeah. And and the pass to DJ Moore was behind him and low. Yeah, that, that was actually a bad <laughs> pass. Um, I just I'll read off a couple of standouts. Tank Dell, guys. Uh, Case, do you still have the um, the Dell mm, sound effect? I don't have the Dell mm-hmm. drop. Bing right. bong, bing. Yeah. <laughs> Will you write that write that down because we might be referencing Tank Dell more often this season if he looks as good as he did the other night. <laughs> now, granted, let's go ahead. No, I just I said hey hey. I, that was a guy. I didn't get many rookies because I I had like three draft picks in the entire dynasty draft, but Tank Dell, I'm pretty sure he's on. Uh, Devi rookie watch. Mm. Well, um, he was, you know, Robert Woods and Noah Brown didn't, didn't play. They got, they got a rest. So I don't know exactly if tank Dell will be a starter or not. Um, he started in this one because those guys were out, but he did have five receptions for 65 yards and an insane circus touchdown catch one that like, I can't remember if it bounced off the defender or him, but like bounced in the air and he like kind of caught it like with his leg and his butt, <laughs> like mm-hmm. laying down. So it was a pretty amazing play. But other than that, he, he looked really good. So keep an eye on him and we might be talking more about him this uh, upcoming season. Uh, Jesse, the Broncos wide receivers uh, look pretty good. They, how, how about Mims? Uh, n- not, not Mims. <laughs> <laughs> wide receivers not named Mims looked really good. <laughs> yeah, he he was uh he was basically fourth on the the depth chart in this one, but it's the first preseason game. Well, who else is so, he behind? Who's the third guy with Tim Patrick out? I'm I'm blanking on the name right now, Jesse. Why you got to why you got to ask me that? <laughs> I I can't remember. But he's behind the other two and the other guy that I'm I can't think of his name. But um both the wide receivers combined for 75 yards and five receptions and Jerry Judy got the touchdown. They're going to get targeted a lot russell wilson only completed seven passes but five of those were to those two wide receivers um one kind of surprising thing out of that game though was greg dulcich was not the starter it was um troutman yeah adam troutman was the starter and if you remember he was drafted by sean payton so mm. it could be something to pay attention to if he was only dulcich was only playing on third down and uh in 12 personnel so if he's not a starter, that takes away some of that sleeper hype for him. So absolutely something to something to monitor in the uh, second game of the preseason. Uh Jahan Dotson looked good, two receptions, 30 yards, and a touchdown. He had a nice play where he got the ball. He caught it like in the red zone, kind of around like the 10 yard line on, on a little slant route. Or uh, sorry, not a slant, uh, um a uh corner route. He caught it and he should have been tackled. There's two defenders right in front of him, and he kind of split between the two and scored a touchdown. So he had a nice play. Uh, he's, he's a guy to pay attention to this, especially if, um, if he has a connection, you know, because, uh, he looked good in this one. Yeah. I think those last two you talk about, Cortland Sutton, especially, it feels like he's going crazy late for the type of value and the type of player that he could be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of value there. And yeah, yeah it was especially how much later because I like Judy, but he's going so much later than Judy, and both of them could be similar in in production. Right. You know? I feel like Sutton's going to get a decent amount more targets than Judy. Judy's stat line just might look better. That's basically what happened last year, so it could be something similar, but just hopefully both are better than they were last yeah. year. Uh, Khalil Herbert played all of the offensive snaps with the first team, so. He's someone to pay attention to. He could be pulling away from the other running backs. Again, one preseason game, but but so far he looks like the guy in Chicago. He had, like I said, that long screen pass, so he had 71 total yards and a touchdown. Uh, Josh Jacobs continues to sit. All the work went to Zamir White. He actually didn't look that good, 13 carries for 43 yards, but he was on the field a ton, and he's the clear backup. So he's somebody that should be getting drafted right now. Because Josh Jake, Josh Jacobs, who knows what's going to happen there? I still think at some point he's going to report because he doesn't have a lot of leverage, but we'll see. Um, I told more, you about Justin. Fe- more running back contract issues, you know, just continuing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, James Cook. Now Damian Harrison playing this one, but Cook did play all of the 
snaps with the starting offense and he had 20 rushing yards on four attempts for it and he scored a touchdown so he's continuing that five yard per carry average he looked good so he's a guy that we continue to be bullish on and it's just good to see uh after the first preseason game and uh case did you watch any of the saints highlights i did see some of the saints highlights. Derek carr looked good real I good say. yeah he was um six of eight and passing for 75 yards and a touchdown and one of them was kind of a bad drop by Olave, so it could have been even a better stat line but he was spreading it out to everybody he also Camara looked like he's in midseason form. Camara looked good. Yeah, I, I have to say, Camara did look really good. So I don't know. I it was nice seeing the the Saints look that sharp. Um, I mean, first first drive, they went all the way down the field and scored a touchdown. Um, so I'm kind of excited what what we're going to see there. What was the Camara uh, suspension? They figured it three, out. Three games. Three games. Three yep. games. Mm. Yep, that's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what, Jesse? I wanted to touch on before we got through all that. I'll get to it at the end, but we we got to touch on Zeke and uh, Dalvin Cook. Okay, news, but we'll get that at the end. Um, let's see here. So, in in uh, Philly, DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny pl- started, but Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott didn't even play. Which typically, with this first preseason game, the starters of all these teams, um, they typically all sat for these first preseason games. So it's interesting to see Swift and Penny were the ones that actually started. Um, and I was hearing, I was reading some things where it's like of all of the three right now, if they decide to cut one, it looks like Rashad Penny could be the, the one on the outs, which would be surprising to me, but it could also be that they already know what they have in Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. And they just wanted a longer look at the other two running backs in the, offense. also Penny did not look nearly as explosive as Swift did. Um, I don't think he is Swift's a Swift look good. I'm, I'm excited about Swift, but yeah, I agree. Penny's also older. He's had a ton of injuries and he's 27 years old. So it wouldn't be surprised. And he wasn't that fast to begin with. So it wouldn't be surprising to see if he hits a wall. Um, all right. Tank Bigsby. He looked good. Nine rushes for 52 yards. Uh, Travis Etienne didn't play. He got the night off, but it looked like, it looks like Bigsby's uh, he's the definite backup there. And, from everything we're hearing, it could be more of a split than we're all hoping for. Um, so something to keep in mind. Calvin Ridley looked really good, Jesse. He he looks that, that offense, Jacksonville's offense is gonna be uh they're gonna be good. Um one thing that you might like or dislike, Jesse, is Christian Kirk, he did score a touchdown in the game, but he was literally in only on eleven personnel. So three wide receiver sets was when he was in, and he Played a lot of two wide or uh, twelve personnel last year into the two wide receiver sets, so that's gonna you know with Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones on the field and him coming off in those sets, not good. I mean, he'll still be fine, but he's compared comparative to last year. It's probably not going to be anything close to what what he did last year. Well, I own I own Calvin Ridley and Zay Jones. I don't. I've just been. I've always thought Christian Kirk is kind of underrated. So mm-hmm. that, that's really interesting. No, and I think it's just that's the way they want to run the offense, and and I don't really disagree with it. It's probably a good way to run the offense, but it's not great for Christian Kirk for fantasy if he's, you know, if his snaps get cut by a significant amount. Right. Um, case, I hate to say it, but Devin A. Chain uh, didn't look so good. No, I I was about to bring that up. He, <laughs> he got, was he got outshone by Miles Gaskin. Yeah, he was Miles yeah, Gaskin sighting. Yeah. Well, and, and A-Chain's fifth on the depth chart right now. Um, yeah. So 25 rushing yards on nine attempts. So it, it, it's still, again, it's one preseason game, but wasn't the, good to see. No, the only bright spot is he did get a decent amount of targets, but I, I watched the highlights of that game, and there was a play as it was breaking down. You know, if a play breaks down, you start to move to open spots. He just stopped and watched the quarterback, mm-hmm. like, moving around. He yeah, totally whiffed on a block on on one play where the linebacker got completely free. He does, he did not look good at all. Mm. To be fair, I didn't see the replay, but is it possible that he just went through the guy's legs trying to block? <laughs> it, he it, he acted like he tried to. Maybe the guy just ran over him and just did a little tiny hurdle <laughs> move. Could be. Um, but you know, there was a lot of rookies: Zach Charbonnet, Roshan Johnson, 
uh, Izzy Abanaconda, Deuce Vaughn, and Zach Evans. They were all fourth on their depth chart to start. So it's early. I would, wouldn't put too much into it. I still think a chain could, uh, could be a value, but probably a lot of times, like with these rookie running backs, it might not happen until a little bit later in the season. Um, kind of like I was just talking about with Christian Kirk, Jesse Jackson Smith and Jigba. He, um, only played in 11 personnel. He, every time they went to 12 personnel, they took him off the field. So I think that could mean that he's not at any threat to take away, uh, snaps from Tyler Lockett. So, could be a little bit slow for him to get going this season, and who knows? Could be could be another year before he really gets to take off. But so it's a, a good news, bad news uh, day for me because I own Lockett as well. So yeah, I'll take the Lockett over the A chain for sure. Yeah, but again, I'm going to keep saying this, but it's one preseason game. But yeah. I'm just I'm just giving you what happened <laughs> so far. Uh, Quentin Johnson looked good. Fifty percent of the routes that he ran, he was targeted, and he had a touchdown. Uh, so he looked good. Um, Zay Flowers, it, it's kind of hard to know what. I wouldn't take too much from the game with him and like where he lined up because OBJ, Rashad Bateman, and Nelson Aguilar all had the night off. So, so there wasn't much to take from that. Uh, Jordan Addison looked really good. He looks like a very good route runner, very quick. He had one. He had essentially, I think it was two catches, but one got called called out of bounds like on a sideline catch, but they didn't even challenge it. And I think he would have got it. So he looked really good. He's like a kind of an intense, crazy toe drag, right? Where he's Mm -hmm. fully, fully stretched out. Yeah. I I saw that one. That was a catch. Sure. Yeah. That's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. But he looked the best, I think of the rookie wide receivers. Um, And then for some sleeper tight ends, we just talked about how maybe the Broncos, uh, Greg Dulcich, could not be looking so good. Sam Laporta and Luke Musgrave both played 100% of the snaps for their with their starters. And I think they each got like three series in. So that's good news for them. Um, and then, oh, and so, same with Dalton Kincaid. He was 100% of the snaps with the rookies. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of my takeaways here for, uh, for what I saw over the weekend, recapping some of the preseason. Yeah, it, it's it's hard to say with preseason stuff. I never know, you know, again, like we should kind of play the the buy or sell game a little bit, but I don't know. I guess I guess a lot of that is kind of what we thought, right? Like and then uh yeah, just remember the tanks. The tanks look good. Both tanks. <laughs> Dual <laughs> Wait, tanks. Is, oh yeah, I forgot. We uh, do have two tanks. Two tanks. Yeah. <laughs> and one yeah. of them one of them is uh what'd you say, Casey? If you're called tank, it either has to be yeah, ironic. they have to be really big, and it means what it is, or it has to be ironic, and you have to be small. Yeah, well, and one of them is ironic; the other one uh, doesn't fit either. Yeah, the other one's like he's not big, but he's not small. I think if you were big standing big. next to Tank Bigsby, you would think he was big enough. I think. Well, if I was, but <laughs> I mean, if, if the average man was standing next to him, I'll tell you what. I think I think I'm the same height as Des Bryant, but standing next to him. <laughs> We don't look like the same six two. I can tell you that. <laughs> He's a much different looking six two. That's so funny, man. He's throwing it yeah. around left handed. All right, couple free agent signings that were interesting. We we've been curious about where uh, these running backs would end up, and uh, again, trying to refer to the text train as much as I could while sitting through a bunch of meetings as as school fires up, but. Sounds like we've got Zeke heading to the Patriots and we've got uh, Dalvin Cook heading to the Jets. Is that right? Yep. Yep. That They happen like within an hour of each other, I think. Okay. It's pretty close together. Um, so I'll give you my take and then I'll see what you guys, what you guys think. Um, I was on an island today. I was in the uh, text chain with the, uh, the other guys and I was the only one that thought this could be a little worse for a Ramondre than people are downplaying it. Um, I think it'll put more of a dent in his production than people think Ramondre played about close to 70% of the snaps last year. And he, a lot of that I think had to do with the fact that he was one of the only healthy backs for the whole season. Ty Montgomery was hurt for a lot of the season. Pierre strong was hurt at different times. Um, Damian Harris only played 10 games. So I think because of that, Ramondre just had a really good snap share, uh, more of a snap share than bill Belichick running backs typically, typically get. 
Um, he also had 70 receptions last year, which I, I think any running back repeating a 70 reception season is tough. Um, let alone if he gets any of his snaps taken away, which I, I think he's going to, I think it's, he is going to get more than, than the other guys seem to think. Um, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, and Zeke also had 12 rushing touchdowns last year. Ramondre only had five. Now five's a pretty low bar to cross. He could, he could beat that this year. But I mean, if Zeke's in on a lot of goal lines and, and Zeke for his entire career, he never misses games. So it's unlikely that he's going to miss very much time, if any. Um, so I don't know. I think it's, I don't think it's a great thing for Ramondre. And it's like, if everyone's saying, well, I think he's just going to be a little bit of a nuisance in the, around the goal line. Well, what's that? What does that little bit of a nuisance mean? Does it mean he's going to score one fewer points per game, two fewer points per game? Like that can make a big difference in your overall finish. So um, I think this, I think Ramondre does take a little bit of a hit, but I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you think? Case? I think, I think uh, anytime a Patriots running back works his way into the top 10 conversation, you don't buy that top 10 under mm. Bill Belichick led the Patriots team. It usually burns you uh, the following year if you're trying to bank on last year's stats. And um, I, I kind of, you know, it's hard because I feel like Ramondre could break that trend because he's very responsible with the ball. He's very efficient. He's a very good blocker. So he's all the things somebody like Bill Belichick would want in a running back every down. But I don't think Bill Belichick can, you know, change his ways with one running back. I think it's going to be more of a committee than it was last year. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, uh, mine is, mine is more based on, it'd be more of like a Casey's gut kind of situation <laughs> uh, where yeah. I just, I tend to, well, and commandments, it's like gut commandments, all the thing. Casey influences me in ways uh, that guys may not know. So, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, I avoid, Patriot running backs. I don't know. There's just something about <laughs> through the years. I, I don't know who it's going to be, you know, and it's funny because that was one of the few games that I actually caught some of that game. I was watching Bailey Zappi whip it around and uh, Kevin Harris getting some carries, you know, but he's Kevin Harris is listed as fifth on the depth chart. So I don't don't know that that really. And then Ty Montgomery is still playing football. Well, he's yeah. injured. Yeah, well, he's all he's 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 injured again. So gotcha. we'll see okay. if he's actually playing. Here's one thing to keep in mind too. Last year, this time, uh, we were taking Damian Harris in front of Stevenson. Yeah. So you never know with the Patriots running backs. You just don't. I think I think at some point Ramondre did surpass Harris, but yeah, for like the first part of the offseason, I it said was this. Harris. I said this. <laughs> uh <laughs> well, it just you know, let's Compare like maybe Zeke this year to 2021 Melvin Gordon. Remember with him and and uh, Jamal Williams uh, or Javante Williams, it was a 50-50 backfield. Now maybe it's not going to be that with with Zeke and Ramondre, but I don't know. I I just can't picture Ramondre getting another 70% snap share with Zeke there. I know Zeke's not the same player he was, but I don't know. Melvin Gordon wasn't the same player he used to be, and he was getting a lot of snaps. So, also, I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed, but Zeke trimmed his hair and looks very uh, sharp. Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. Is there a gonna word? Of, what, do I, what do I search? <laughs> like, Have you ever this... used Google before? <laughs> Have you ever used Google? <laughs> what do yeah, I like do? Took it all off? <laughs> Have you ever used Google? <laughs> hey, I don't like my voice. Don't do that. That's not fair. Actually, <laughs> Have you ever used Google? It was just like that. Didn't it sound? I thought that was pretty accurate. Yeah, so I think with Zeke... I don't know. I I wasn't Bill O'Brien the guy that it was. You never knew what you were getting running back wise. You know, well, Bill Belichick especially. You never know what you're getting. Well, no, but you know? but I I mean I like no, I like no. trying to think back to what those Patriots teams looked like, and I feel like it was like he was the guy calling the plays back when we had no idea which running back was going to be carrying the ball. Was, was that when Aaron Hernandez was carrying footballs out of the back? Oh place? yeah, Bill O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah, and killing guys was. actually. <laughs> okay, uh, so, so Jesse, I, we got cut off. We lost you for a little bit, but one of the important things Casey brought up that I was unaware of is that Zeke got a fresh haircut, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he. I'm looking at it right now. Have you seen? I went to Google and I searched. 
Let me just paste this in for you to see. Because <laughs> let me let me know. You look at that picture. Tell me if you think this makes a difference in your opinion. An opinion of anything? oh of of like Zeke. Uh, yeah, does Zeke look like less washed, or do you think now seeing this picture with Wait. the fresh haircut that he looks like old? He kind of looks like uh, rookie year Zeke. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, it's all gone now. He looks think- faster. I think that was in the contract. I think Belichick went, hey, listen, there's only one way you're getting on this team, and that's the belly shirts have to go away, and the haircut's got to be sharper. I don't know. Ramondre, does, he's got like like long hair. I don't think Bill cares about that. Well, yeah, but I mean, look, there's a difference between Zeke's hair and Ramondre's. I don't know. I think it's like I think, uh, it's- I think it's like swimming when you shave off all your body hair right before, you know. Now <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's got to be. Yeah, he's faster. He's going to be faster. He's lost. How that- he's lost probably three pounds just in helmet weight because he could go down yeah. to <laughs> a tie. You know, a full size helmet smaller. Yeah. So I I don't know. My opinion is I think it's going to be more than just a little nuisance to Ramondre. I think he's going to have a bigger impact than people want to admit. I was wondering, Jacob was pretty adamant. Case, do you know in our Dynasty League who has Ramondre Stevenson? Yes, I traded him to DMC or uh, DC McMillan. I traded Uh, him straight up for TJ Hawkinson. I was wondering if it was going to be Jacob because he he seemed very adamant. Mm. Um, that it was not going to have any effect, but maybe he has him in another league. My my big issue with Zeke is just the face to helmet ratio. There's like way mm, too much yep. face coming out of the <laughs> him helmet. Him and Roethlisberger have the same <laughs> issue. <laughs> Very punchable faces uh, too, right, Casey? Don't you think? Yeah. Probably the two most punchable faces in the league. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Roth, Roethlisberger easily. I know. Well, I know that, but he's not in the league anymore. So we have to find a new guy to. <laughs> well, it's sad for me to say this, but because I look like him, but Drew Locke has an extremely punchable face. Oh, and so do you. <laughs> like, like, there's been so many times I just like, you're not even like, like you haven't even done anything wrong, but I just look at that face and I just, I want to punch uh, it. I guess I just, uh, just kind of realized it myself. Uh, well, my intense right, then, my intense hatred of Matt Canada is always really funny. You know, a guy that yeah, <laughs> like, I just do. You really hate yourself, Jesse? Maybe we need to talk yeah, about clothing. This. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dalvin Cook to the Jets. So, I I've been avoiding Brees Hall before all of the Dalvin Cook talk because I just don't trust the ACL one year back. You know, we I just too many examples of it. Not unless you're Adrian Peterson. Uh, and you win the MVP that year. Like I just not seen it happen. So I, uh, I think Dalvin, he's going to get a lot of use. I think at best, this is going to be a 50, 50 split with, with the two of them. And maybe Dalvin doesn't get 50% of it. Maybe he gets like 40% of it, but I think they're still going to have like Michael Carter sprinkled in a little bit here on third downs. Um, they got a ton of running backs on that team. Now, some of them, you know, maybe Bam Knight or, Izzy Abanaconda, one of those guys gets cut or put on the practice squad or something, but there's a lot of running backs here. I I do not think this is a good thing for Brees Hall. I he's a, his ADP is going to take a dip, but I'm I'm just still not interested. He's just a pretty much complete avoid for me this year. And if, and if he second half of the season goes off, I think I can live with it. Yeah, we've been saying that since the beginning, and I think this ACL thing is really important to make a commandment and to follow it, and there's just so much data that points to this idea of them not reaching full potential right after that, and this this is the exact, it's a one-year deal too, isn't it, Steven? So, I mean, this is, yeah, this is yeah. exactly what you do when your star running back is not going to be your star running back, you know? You go find another one to plug in for a year. And, uh, yeah, so I think that just kind of signals to avoid Brees Hall and, um, yeah, we'll have to see what, I mean, man, Izzy, it's funny cause Bam, Bam Knight's a decent running back. Izzy Abanaconda was one of our favorite guys coming out. Michael Carter is no slouch. They, they actually have a lot of good backs too. So that's kind of an interesting signing. Um, I think it's, I, I wonder if they make that signing if they don't have Aaron Rodgers. I, this feels like, uh. It's Aaron Rodgers. We know there's only a, a short window of like a couple of years. And this just feels like an all in who's available, like who else is available that we can get, you know? Well, I would agree. I also think like with Hackett, I don't think Hackett 
voices any of his own opinions. He's just like, whatever Rogers says, we do. (laughs) And so Rogers is like, let's get Cook. I'll take a big pay cut so we can sign Dalvin Cook. And he's like, that sounds great to me. We'll both we'll both approach the head coach. Um, I'm going to let you bring it up, but I'll back you up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hackett, they talk about how they have such a good relationship, him and Aaron Rodgers. And Hackett does seem like a nice guy, but he also probably comes across. I bet Aaron Rodgers gets a lot of what he wants with Nathaniel Hackett. There's probably not a lot of uh, fighting Aaron Rodgers on on different ways of running the offense. Steven, do you do you know Batman or like Batman villains? Would you would you be familiar with any? I think, I think, you know, yeah, I don't actually know him personally, but I am familiar with uh, the Batman. Yes. How about how about the the ventriloquist? Would you know that from like the Batman animated series that that character? No, I'm not quite that nerdy. Okay. I'm, I'm going to guess uh, that that character can like mind control other people. No, it's mind. like so he, it's he's, he's really fascinating because he has a split personality disorder. Right. And he Wait, that's two face. No, also split personality disorder. Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. I'll give you points for that. Okay, but uh, you know, so he's act- the character is actually Scarface, and Scarface is this little gangster that the ventriloquist carries around, and he's a puppet, right? And the the Scarface is this, uh, you know, he's really mean, and he has a gun, and he shoots people, and then the ventriloquist is all like in the back, and he's all meek and everything else. I don't know. I just think about that with those two. It's like they can't they can't exist without each other. They they need uh, it's a, like a symbiotic relationship between Rogers and Hackett. It's they. I don't know which one's the puppet and which one's the ventriloquist at this point. But you just made me realize, like the the character development of Batman could they have got any lazier? So I didn't know about <laughs> the split personality of the ventriloquist, whatever. But so there's Two Face who's got a split personality, and then you're telling me this ventriloquist guy's got yeah. a split personality. Yeah. I always had a problem with there being a Joker and a Riddler. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. well, Stephen, that's like a guy who does nothing but one-liners, uh, a stand-up <laughs> comic, and then a, another comic that tells stories. Like there, yeah. there's one for everybody. The Riddler is definitely the one-liners, though. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I don't know this. I like Batman, the, the him himself. He's got the coolest, I think, the coolest outfit of all the superheroes. But um, I don't know the other characters, the Penguin and the Catwoman. I don't know. <laughs> well, I Aaron Rodgers and Hackett are the ventriloquists and Scarface at this point to me. I just I think yeah. they're a B team bad guy. Um, <laughs> and I I I don't know. I think this whole thing could just completely like blow up in everyone's faces. They let's just do whatever Aaron wants. They're basically doing it because, you know, Green Bay ran him out of town by not drafting and, and making every decision that he wanted them to. You know, you got this pre Madonna quarterback that's like gets mad because you take a, uh, you know, a quarterback instead of getting him more weapons. So I think the Jets are just like, do whatever he says, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but I don't know. I'm going to laugh when they don't make the playoffs again. I think it's <laughs> going to be awesome. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, I'm excited to see it though. I, I'm, I hope there's a lot of drama involved. Well, I have, uh, I had a listener that reached out with a couple questions and I answered sure. them on in- Instagram, but I was wondering if I could pose these to you guys as well and see if, sure. you know, I didn't check in with you. I just, I went rogue and thought I could help him out with these things, but it's, uh, you, you Aaron Rodgers, the situation <laughs> you did not Nathaniel Hackett. It. Oh man. How about this one? Dynasty. Would you trade Kittle for Addison in Dynasty? He just inherited this team, yeah. and he's kind of stuck in the middle of competing and retooling. Not e- like this uh, easiest, except yeah, I would definitely do that. In so hold on, are you taking Addison or Kittle in that situation? Trade Kittle for Addison. Yeah, yeah, you're getting Addison. So here's my thing, though. I like what if you don't have any other tight ends and you want to compete right now? I I'll make another trade. <laughs> I'll, I'll get another tight end. I'll uh, I'll try to get. I don't know. I'll get somebody. All right, but I'm taking it. I'm taking Addison because that that was my thing. Because it's like, you know, it would basically be rolling with Friar Muth instead of uh, Kittle. 
I don't know. I think he. Oh yeah, you got. He's got Fryermuth. Well, his team. Yeah. His team. He's like, I don't know if I'm going to compete. And listen to this team. I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to compete. Lamar Jackson, Austin Eckler, Madison, Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, George Kittle, Jerry Judy, Cam Akers, Chris Godwin. Oh, in a ten-team league. Uh, yeah, I mean, but this team sound like shouldn't. I mean, he's going to compete, right? I don't. I don't, I don't know. It's good. when you whenever you list off ten-team leagues. Like the the rosters, like everybody's like loaded, so it's kind of hard to to know which ones are the good teams. But I just told you, Jesse, how I yeah, I get it. Kickoffs a couple weeks away, like you want to have your team set. But you're talking to a guy who booked his hotel at 11 p.m. <laughs> like when he arrived at the hotel. So yeah, I'll I'll trade away. I don't care if I didn't have another tight end on my roster. I would do that trade, and then I would try to. I'd find a tight end at some point before this, before kickoff. All right. If you were going to go after one of these receivers, which one would you go after? Uh, JSN flowers or Bateman? A JSN. I like flowers, but I'm going to stick to the profile of JSN and I'm going to believe that he was the best wide receiver in this draft class. And I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. I said, I think JSN is going to be a stud, but I think, uh, you know, and I have no interest in Ravens wide receivers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, last one. He was just he was just firing them off at me, and I was having fun with these ones. But uh, what are your thoughts on Claypool? Is there any way to move him, or do you wait till his value goes up? Uh, what would you do there, Stephen? Define value goes up. <laughs> he he could have a two touchdown game week one, and I think his value like takes it it goes up a couple spots. You're, we, I think we know what Chase Claypool is at this point. I do think he could have a bounce-back season in Chicago, but we know he's not going to be the number one target. That's going to be DJ Moore. We don't even know if he's going to be the number two target. That could be Cole Komet. We don't for sure know if he's going to be the number three target. That could be Darnell Mooney. So, I mean, I, I don't know what the rest of this guy's roster looks like, but I, I think he could have a little bit of bounce-back, but... I don't see this guy being in your lineup very often. I, I don't see me pulling a, a very many people out of my lineup to put in Chase Claypool. We also know that there's never been a quarterback in Chicago pass for more than 4,000 yards. So if you're third on the pecking order, you're not in for a good season. Maybe fourth. Who knows? Yeah. Behind Mooney? Really? Man. He was good. I thought I thought Clay, no slouch. I thought Claypool was going to be good. Like he looked well, good. Well, he was he was good his rookie year. A lot of that was inflated by like he had like eleven touchdowns, and I think like three of them or two of them were rushing touchdowns. Well, he was but, also he was also ranked number one wide receiver uh, in the league by himself. So I think that's getting <laughs> yeah, getting yeah, a lot of hype too. <laughs> but that's what every wide receiver does. Every wide receiver was like, "Who's the best wide receiver?" Me. But um. That was also when Ben Roethlisberger was on the team and they were throwing it 500 times a se- or sorry, they were like 50 times a game, you know? So that was a lot of pass volume that helped that out too. I mean, he was good his rookie year, but a lot of that was volume dependent. I saw what wide receiver did I see? I can't, I can't think of who it was, but he listed off his top five. I was just going to say it was, George, it was George Pickens. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. And he said, he said, and myself as number five, top five, wide receivers of all time. And I, and I was about to make my comment and be like, come on, you know, but he, he, uh, he was like, nah, nah, just playing. And then listed uh, off, listed off another guy. So oh, no, uh, no, this, this, you're burying right. the story. You're burying it. He listed off five hall of favors and then he listed himself. He goes, no, I'm kidding. He goes, the fifth best for me is Michael Crabtree. <laughs> <laughs> That's who he lifted yeah, up. That was the fifth one. Wow. Yeah. He listed, That's your top five, right? Well, there. He, so yeah, but you you kind of messed it up too. He listed four Hall of Famers, and then he set himself yeah. as the fifth, and then goes, nah, nah, nah. Actually, Michael Crabtree. Oh, well, so here's my question. Does that mean he's sixth? Or is he just like, <laughs> nah, I'm I'm not even anywhere near this? Or is it like I'm not fifth, but I'm I'm, I'm sixth? I well, bet he's honestly, I bet he's sixth. Any list he's trailing Michael Crabtree is not a good list. <laughs> no. That's awesome. No, no. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it, Steven. Anything else you want to drop in there? I know sometimes I get abrupt with you on these. Uh, the No, no. I Next, okay, so we, you know, had the expo this week. But 
starting next week, we're gonna we'll be have a lot more to talk about for talking about the preseason. I'll touch on more guys. Um, for those of you who uh, haven't seen on our Instagram, we have a lot of subscriber posts. People keep asking for us to give like perfect draft scenarios. Um, we did it for like a twelve team league. I'm halfway through doing it for a ten team league, and this is just going through the ADP and saying like, here's where I think. Like these are what I think you can pull these off. Obviously, you can't in every league, but I do think a lot of these players you can pull off. Try to do these drafts. Um, it'll at least give you kind of a baseline for how to prep for your draft. Um, so that's on our subscriber posts. And then if you haven't got the draft guide yet, it'd be amazing if you did. I, I really love it. But put a lot of work into it. I think it's very helpful. I used it at the draft I just did, um, and I think I was able to get some value picks with it um, based on our rankings. So, so yeah. Season's coming up quick, so if you haven't got it yet, be sure to check out our draft guide. We also, if you're on Instagram, which most of the people listening are, uh, there's a post I have pinned, the very first post that gives you all the information you need to know about it. So go check it out. All right. All that stuff's great. Uh, Again, I would echo that. I highly recommend the guide. Super helpful. Um, Great printouts and stuff. You can, you know, take your, your checklist as you go into your draft. If you're doing redraft, always a great one to use. Um, But yeah. I think, I think that's great. All right, guys. Well, that's it for tonight. Make sure you tune in next week. We'll, we'll continue talking about uh, what's going on with preseason. Uh, Steven is the second preseason game. Is that still kind of like, cause I know that it, it's shifted around once they got rid of that fourth preseason game. Is this, is the second one when we kind of see the starters? If I, if I remember correctly, the second game is the one you want to pay attention yeah. to. Yeah. I think the second preseason game. And I think the third one, I think they're still treating that one like a, uh, just the backups, you know, yeah. where you, you see more of the the rookies and the guys that are on the fringe of making the squad. I, I believe they, that's when you'll see most of them play. Yeah. So we should have some preseason takeaways for you guys next week. And uh, so make sure you tune in for that. If you want to contact us, we're all on social media. Steven is at fantasy guides. Casey's at NFL cover zero. And I am at Debbie rookie watch on Instagram. For Stephen Casey and myself, thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best way to help us out is to refer a friend and uh, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Catch you guys next week. Peace. Later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>